Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and I am a therapist on mission to bridge the gap between mental and emotional health and faith. Today, you're listening to Talk Therapy. It's a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. Remember, these episodes are meant to be educational, not a replacement for your own therapist. Well, this month we are in a series all about burnout. And I interviewed author and therapist, Dr. Amy O'Hanna about this topic, and that episode was released last Wednesday. So if you missed it, please go back and listen. There were so many nuggets of wisdom in that interview. I was blessed to interview her. And then honestly, I've re-listened and been blessed by it multiple times again. So catch that if you missed it. So we're using her book for this series and it's called Beyond Burnout, What to Do When Your Work Isn't Working for You. I highly recommend picking up a copy. Last week on these talk therapy episodes, we looked at the physical signs of burnout and different ways to nourish our bodies in these seasons. So this week, we're diving into another one of the three areas where burnout shows up in our lives, emotional exhaustion. So Dr. Ohanna says this, and I just thought she said it so beautifully, I'm going to read you a direct quote from her book. She says, once a loving and compassionate person, you are now devoid of feeling. When you experience emotional exhaustion, you can become cynical and sarcastic This style of relating and communication becomes a coping mechanism to protect your heart from holding more pain than it was intended to hold. I thought those words were beautiful from her. So today, here's what I want to do on this topic of emotions. If you've been following me for very long at all by listening to this podcast or on Instagram or anything, you know that emotions is probably one of my favorite things to do as a therapist, which is kind of funny because when I studied to become a therapist, I never dreamed that that would be something that I would get excited about. But I learned so much personally just when I was in graduate school about emotions that changed my world, changed my mental health, it changed my relationships, so many things. I could go on and on and on how it changed me. And so it's something I work a lot with my clients on. So I want to discuss today EI. And if you've never heard those two letters together, EI just stands for emotional intelligence. And of course, uh, Dr. Amy does talk about emotional intelligence in one of the chapters of her book. I wrote an entire chapter on emotions in the body image book that I will be releasing here within the next year. I think that might be my favorite chapter of the whole book. And I realized "Uh, I'm going to need to write a book just on emotions one day because this topic gets me really excited. You probably noticed a change in my voice even as I started talking about emotions. So let me give you a brief recap about what is high EI. Again, remember that EI, if you hear me say that in today's episode, it just stands for emotional intelligence. We've talked, a lot of people know about like, you know, mental intelligence, right? And uh, your IQ, but what about your emotional intelligence? So here's how you can know if you have a high EI. Uh, You can recognize your feelings and communicate them to others in the moment. You can manage your intense emotions. You pay attention to the emotions of others. You understand the emotional climate of a meeting 
workplace or environment and you manage it appropriately. And then you can de-escalate situations that are emotionally out of control. Now, if you just listen to those bullet points and you're like, yep, not me, (laughs) I guess I have really low EI, guess what? You're not alone. But here's the good news. (laughs) EI is not necessarily something you're born with. Rather, it can be developed. In fact, we learn a lot of our emotional intelligence in, you know, whoever brought us up. It's kind of like you learn a language, right? You know, I learned to speak English because I grew up in a home that primarily spoke English. And the same is true for emotions. If you grew up in a home or whatever your environment might have been where there weren't many emotion, um, intelligence type things taking place and communication taking place with emotions, you just need to learn a new language. It's really, I say it's that simple, but I know it takes time, but it can be done. All right, so here are a few of the tips that Dr. Ohanna shared to help develop emotional intelligence. First of all, learn the names of emotions and begin to name them in your own experience. For example, I feel disappointed. Now, with my clients and even with myself, I like to use the emotion wheel. I have discussed the emotion wheel on several other podcast episodes where we just strictly talked about emotions. But again, you could Google emotion wheel and you're gonna, it's gonna pop up. And I just love these types of things because they help us give words to our emotions. It might feel silly at first, but even something like, I feel happy right now. Or, man, that made me feel sad, right? It's just starting to give your emotions a voice. All right, another thing you can do. When you're experiencing intense emotions, such as anger or fear, practice a timeout. Find a place to be alone. Take some deep breaths until you can communicate your emotions respectfully and safely. I think this is huge, and I think it's one of the many reasons emotions have gotten a bad name is because sometimes we try to communicate when we're not yet in a place where we can be respectful to somebody when we're sharing with them how something made us feel. I also particularly love how Dr. Amy called these intense emotions. She didn't call them bad emotions. We've got to do a better job about labeling emotions as good and bad. They just are what they are. We don't always have to judge them. But you know what? If I'm feeling anger or feeling fear, I love that verbiage of it's an intense emotion. So take a few steps back, get grounded, get your heart rate down, and then have those conversations. Another thing you can do, practice identifying and reflecting other people's emotions. So if you noticed that your friend or your coworker or your spouse seems upset, you can like call that out for them and go, hey, it seems like you're mad right now, or it, it seems like you're frustrated right now. Can you tell me more about that? And not in a judgmental way, not in a condemning or shaming way or sarcastic way, but just, hey, I see this. I see this happening in you. Share with me, and you give them an invitation to share what's happening. Oh, people love that kind of stuff. If a situation feels tense, try to identify how people are feeling and then respond to that feeling rather than to their behavior. So this kind of is a pre, like what, what I just talked about was a precursor to this one. When you recognize somebody's feelings, they may be stomping around, slamming doors or things like that. So instead of calling out the slamming of the doors, right? Even with our kids, this works. Instead of being like, hey, stop slamming doors. Go, 
hey, I'm noticing you seem angry right now. Can you fill me in on what's happening? Or can, can you tell me how I can help? Or whatever the thing may be. But speak to that feeling rather than to the behavior that's happening. It really makes people feel seen and heard. Okay, that was a long education piece for one of our talk therapies. I just had a lot to say there, and I'm sure you can tell I have more to say there. But of course, I cannot end these episodes without giving us that space to pause to process. So first of all, just simply, how is your emotional intelligence? And we've been rating that scale of one to 10. We've been doing that with how, how you are with burnout. Let's do that today with emotional intelligence. So if you could say that one is like, I've got no emotional intelligence or very little emotional intelligence to 10 being, I have a lot, I'm great. I'm very in touch with my own emotions and with other people's around me. Where would you say you land on that scale? And just be honest, this is just for your sake. You don't have to tell anybody else unless you just want to. And then of course we have to ask God. What is he saying today about turning on your emotions? All right, let's pray, friends. Father, I thank you that you created us and you are the one who came up with emotions and that they're good, they're healthy. It's something you gave to us to process what is happening in our heart. So we just thank you for them, Lord. And God, I just speak right now to every single person sitting under the sound of my voice that you would turn on their emotions where they have felt numb, where they have felt just maybe dead inside, where they have just felt disconnected. I just ask that you turn on those things that are happening in their heart. And Lord, I just also speak to anybody who is currently going through burnout or maybe who has a friend or family member in their life that is walking through it. Would you just breathe life over them right now? Would you bring restoration, hope, We just love you, Lord. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, friends, that concludes today's talk therapy episode. If you're a resident of Texas and you'd like to schedule a virtual or in-person session with me, you can go to my website, rachelgilbert.com forward slash counseling. And actually, while you're there on my website, I also have a tab that's just called resources. And there you can find other talk therapy episodes that we've done on this topic of emotions. I think even one of those episodes has that emotion wheel linked. And so I try my best to provide as many free resources to y'all as I can, because I just want uh, you to get the help that you need and really just to feel supported. Well, thank you again for tuning in and I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.